Eight minutes after five, big hour on the way. Susan Alberti, the godmother of the AFLW on this International Women's Day. Matthew Nix, coach of the Crows from 5.30 and Bix in just one second. First, let's give you a family pass to the 36s. They're taking on the breakers from New Zealand this coming Saturday at the old powerhouse. It's the Back to the Future round. Tip-off yeah. 7.30. We've got two family passes up for grabs. So first, two callers through. A double two three double O double five. And remember, every game this year... You can shoot to win $1,000 thanks to My Money House and have a shot at 100000 at the last game of the season. Register mymoneyhouse.com.au slash 36s. Number 26, the captain, Mark Bickley. The skip, Mark Bickley. And yeah, Bix is here. Thanks to McGain Real Estate. If you're selling, buyers ready to go right now. Sold by McGain again. Bix again, again. Yes, indeed. Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, International Women's Day. You would have had a number of women that have inspired you in your life. Oh, yes, inspired. Challenged, uh, loved everything. That's um, my mum in particular, uh, Babs, who um, Babs. is not actually travelling all that well at the moment. So, oh. mum, I know you're listening, and, uh, and I hope you're feeling good. Uh, so, she's been a rock in my life, and she's just a star. That everyone that knows oh, her no, will, she's will a star. say that. Um, of course, my wife Tori, who has been uh, very, very gr- good for me, and and I'm sort of surrounded by women. I've got three sort of now grown-up daughters, 21, 23, and 25. So <laughs> they're all forging their way and, um, yeah, you know, like when I said challenged, yeah, there were a few challenging years uh, through those teenage years, but uh, we are so proud they're of them. Special. Mm. They're special. Indeed. Crow's Port Saturday, we called it. Crow's scrapped again. They scrapped and scrapped and scrapped and scrapped, and then in the third quarter, Port's class come to the fore. How'd you see the game? Yeah, look, a little bit like that, and... I think that's uh, the challenge for Adelaide is how do they create better opportunities? How are they going to score 15 goals in a game? And most of the the, the wins we've seen from Adelaide, uh, they're able to maintain that frenetic pressure for four quarters. Uh, and they're able to keep that sort of work rate up and they generate turnovers and they, they're able to score on the back of it. But when you play like that, that is a really tough way it to is. play. And it's... And, and, and in my mind, it's probably unsustainable for 22 rounds and yeah. then four finals yep. and win a flag. So so you, you need to have uh, ways that, where you score a bit easier, where you talk about having some class. And and just at the moment with Adelaide, because they've got a smattering of young players in there, of course it's pre-season and we understand that, it's hard to for those younger players to maintain that pressure and maintain that concentration. So there's always going to be lapses. And for Adelaide, it was a lapse in the third quarter and they had eight goals to three scored against them. And that was pretty much the margin, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, in, in 25 minutes. Last year, the Crows, and I might say this to um, Nixie when we get him on at 5.30, Crows were the highest team scored upon of three goals or more mm. in a quarter. Like more than, you know, the next be- next worst team was miles away. So lapses cost them. Momentum swings cost them, and that's because it's hard to maintain that style of play they're playing, that DNA, as we hear of Nixie. Yeah. For 120 minutes, week in, week out, there is going to be lapses. Mm, the other thing last year, once again, I don't have the, the stats to back it up, but there was a lot, of, in my mind, watching every game, there was there were times when, when you're most vulnerable is at the centre bounce. Yes. It's 6-6-6, six, six, six. so if someone wins it out of the centre and they go deep and it's one-on-one or it's two-on-two, you're really vulnerable there, and that's why we saw some some fast scoring in different games. But there are times, I, I think, where Adelaide centre square wasn't quite right and they, they got hurt in that centre square, mm. and I think that 
yeah. that then carries over to were being scored against quickly. So I, I think that's one area they probably have focused on a fair bit, yeah. I would think. And you get a bit of experience back this year in Matt Crouch and if Sloan spends more time in there, he was mm. he was in and out last year. So I think um, that's an area they'll address, but they've got a few areas, I think. Yeah. Smith, Miller, C, Dawson, Hinge. I'd like to see all of them in the same team and in form. That's your run, you carry your class on the outside. That's right. And... and I think that they're starting to accumulate. If you, if you think about Dawson and Miller are coming back in and Hinge has got a nice left foot, died out of it in the second half, but he, he was did. very good in the first half. But I think that's what they're trying to build. I think Rochelle looks like he's a, a quite a classy, mm. skillful player as well. So that, I think that's what they have to continue to do. They've got plenty of those grunt players. And, you know, if we look at Rory Laird, who's going to miss, what was it, around six weeks? is Four to six? Yeah. Well, I said that after the game, didn't I? That's it, yeah. <laughs> good, good prognosis. <laughs> From the chances. <laughs> Dr. Rowe. Um, yeah. We, we had this discussion on the weekend. Uh, when you think, Matt Crouch didn't play last year, so that yes. sort of opened the door for Laird to come in and be that full-time midfielder. I just, I'm not sure it looks all that balanced if you have Laird and Crouch uh, and, and Sloan and uh, Keys. Keys. They're all a little bit alike same, to same. me. Yeah. Uh, and and so, you know, one of the Adelaide's issues at the moment with Taylor Walker not playing, and probably even with Taylor playing, how how much really clean ball do you generate out of the middle or bursting out of a stoppage mm. so you can deliver it to your forwards? And I just don't see that. Schomburg at times has that capacity, but he's only a young player and he's still finding his way. But I'd like to think that whether it's Dawson or. Um, another player that, that they're able yeah. to generate some of that cleaner ball from stoppage. Port always looked like they had another gear. They did. They slipped it in it. When they can play on their terms, they can play through the corridor, change lanes, get it one-on-one. Georgie Addis with four. Jones in the back line, Rosie and Butters. They're four best with their four lads. Mm. Great signs. Wines, I reckon, turned it up in the second half. I thought he was very good. And I think we made mention in the call, for a long time there's been a... A rural alliance on Robbie Gray and Travis Boak uh, and in Ollie particular. Wines. Yeah, yeah, Ollie Wines, a bit of even Tom Jonas down back to, to really set the, the tone. I just got a sense, and, and, and this is, you know, a really early statement, but Butters in the midfield just was the first one to actually change the momentum. Uh, Rosie in the midfield, 15 possessions in a half. Speed and class. The most possessions he's had in the game is 23. He had 15 mm. in the first half. So so I think that was what they wanted to do last year. If just through injury's sake, they couldn't. And in the end, uh, that, their midfield, as good as it was all year, that was probably what came undone in that prelim final. Mm. They didn't have the dynamic uh, midfielders that, that the Western Bulldogs had in that first half where they just blew them out of the water. So mm. I think that there was a definite need to get those guys in. If they wanted to do it, they weren't able to. This year, I think they'll they'll go again, and I think they'll look a lot better for mm. it. I asked um, Timmy G this yesterday, and Dixon, if he's back for round one, let's hope he is, for mm-hmm. Port's sake. So you got Dixon, you got Finlayson, who I thought looked really good. His movement, his lateral movement, mm. his reading of the play is elite. And you got George Addis, then you got Marshall. So what's your perfect forward line for Port? And George Addis is a lock, and I'd like to see him from the goal square. Yeah. Does Dixon come straight back in? Are uh, you going with the three that you saw on the mm. weekend? What are you doing? Uh, I think there's never... These are the three we're going with all year. It's... yeah. Uh, well, round one. Yeah, Dixon's fit. What are you so, doing? So Dixon's playing. I, I think he's he's critical to 
Uh, every team has to have that big player who can stand underneath it and create opportunities for their smaller players, and they've got some quality smalls. What we know about George Yard is he's, he's, he's a triple threat. He's great on the ground. He can take a big hanger, and he's got some speed off the yes. mark. So he plays, and he, he's a really good player. For me, then, it, it's... What what next? How does your game shape up? Todd Marshall has some attributes that Finlayson doesn't have, and Finlayson has some attributes yeah. that that yeah. Marshall doesn't have. So this is a really good scenario because what happens then is you say, okay, boys, over to you. Who's who's playing the best? Who's the hungriest? Who's going to do the things, the selfless things that we want that are mm. away from taking yeah. marks and kicking goals? So there's always about twenty eight yes. or twenty nine players who are always striving, and that's what you want. And good teams have that depth and. And if you don't have that depth, everyone just gets a little bit comfortable, don't they? Because there's no one there to, to take their spot, even if they're not playing that well. Keep your selection hat on. McKenzie or Cleary? I like McKenzie. Uh, there's not a whole lot in it. I, I just think he has um, just a, a couple more weapons. He, his kick, which he, he had really... a good year last year, McKenzie. He rarely he? uses his really long kick. But the what cannon. happens is everyone knows he can kick it longer, so they just play back a bit further, and then he just picks off the shorter one. He's also, okay. once again... Looking at the guys, I think he's just got the propensity to play a little bit taller uh, mm-hmm. and tends to be able to handle those bigger guys just that bit better. But once again, that's exactly the same scenario up the other end. You've got two guys mm-hmm. who are really hungry to lock away a spot. Ralphie rung us. Well, when I rung us, he left a message online. Mm-hmm. He said, Josh Dunkley to the Crows. What have you heard? I know you're in the know. Oh, I, I heard similar to what Ralph heard, which okay. is around his girlfriend who is uh, Place playing, the Thunderbirds, playing yeah. the Thunderbirds. So... Uh, you wouldn't be doing your job if you weren't inquiring about that. Absolutely. And if there was any suggestion that he was thinking about a move, and we know that he he wanted to leave the Bulldogs at one stage and go to Essendon, yes. the Bulldogs wouldn't facilitate it. They brought Two in first rounders, brought in Trelaw, yeah. uh, and added to that mix. He's not getting the same midfield minutes that he was when he first came into the team and had a couple of really cracking seasons. So, absolutely, both teams could do with that style of play. He's yeah. a good size. He's 190. He uh, 25. can take a mark. He's right in that oh. age bracket. So, yeah, both teams would be desperate to uh, to have a chat with him, I would have thought. Had a lot of sip and save. Is Josh Dunkley a free agent? No, he's not. No. But Caleb Daniel is. Mm. Game on. Okay. <laughs> That's just... Fitz Adelaide's profile of recruiting <laughs> Caleb Daniel. You said that the break. Stop it. It's what? not the. You, you've uh, got to be under one eighty to get drafted. Not the most. He's low, a star, though. Not the he most is. low key too. When you're taking a big photo at Levitas with Kev, just right out the front, just keeping <laughs> yeah. it down on the download, Josh. Love you, uh, Kev. Let's check the traffic on the other side. Susan Alberti, former Western Bulldogs vice president, godmother of AFLW.